Whether you like it or not, the sad truth is that crime actually does pay sometimes. In fact, sometimes it pays a lot <laughs> of your of your money, unfortunately. That's that's who's fronting the bill for that one. Uh, when a cyber criminal comes along and steals your entire house, they usually get away with the value of your home uh, equity. And that's a lot. That can be thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you don't even know what's going on until it's far too late. In fact, because of the way home title theft works, you could be a victim and not even know it. And so when these cyber thieves come in and they grab your home's title and they act as if you've sold your home to them, well, you know, some bank doesn't even know. I mean, they see it on paper. It looks legit. They are able to take out loans and get hundreds of thousands of dollars in your equity potentially without you even realizing it. And then you're stuck with a bill. You're stuck with unwinding all the legal nonsense around it. Don't let that happen to you. Protect your most valuable asset and register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't even know it yet. Uh, you'll get a complete title history of your home, a $100 value, free at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Big show today. Uh, it starts in just seconds. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I'm really glad that you've tuned in today. I, I don't know about you. I followed the video uh, from Australia this weekend, and to me, it looked like Birmingham 1965. Um, you disagree with me with that, Stu? Did you see that video? It just looked horrible for the police. It's just hard to believe. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. It's now, real. I went and tried to find stories on what was happening and the <laughs> the people over in Australia are saying that those weren't really construction workers they were neo-nazis dressed as construction workers I don't know where all these neo-nazis are hanging out um, but apparently there's a lot of them I can't make heads or tails because I read the stories and it doesn't match the video what's really going on in 30 minutes, we're going to Australia. Somebody who is there, and they'll tell us exactly what was going on. Um, and we're living in an upside-down world. I want to give you an update of where we are and where we're going. Important information begins in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me take a, just a minute here. Tell you about uh, tell you about Mark and his experience with Relief Factor. Mark is seventy two. He's an ex athlete. My favorite kind of athlete to be actually an ex athlete. Back in the nineties, uh, Mark had to have an ankle fusion surgery because of an injury, and had been giving him pain ever since. But not long ago, Mark heard me talking about Relief Factor. Decided I'll give it a try. He began taking it. Saw a huge difference. He says almost immediately. Now he's like I am, takes it religiously, and uh, he's really happy about the way it makes him feel. He decided to buy some for a friend who's in a similar situation. 
Mark got his life back. I don't know about his friend yet. We'll wait for the story about his friend. I've been there, minus the athlete part, um, but I got my life back as well. Relief Factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Mark, make sure you let me know about your friend. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. It's ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. All right, I want to just go over uh, a couple of things. There was a letter that went out last week, uh, Friday, signed by more than 40 trade associations and is calling on Congress to reject the proposal that will allow the IRS to track all bank transactions over $600 under the Biden plan. This is weaponizing the IRS. The Biden administration is beefing the IRS auditing up, expanding the agency's funding by dramatic leaps and bounds and also increasing their power. They are now proposing that uh, banks would be required to turn to the international, uh, the uh, internal revenue service, all bank account information for accounts holding $600 or more. Now Biden says this is to go after the rich to make sure that the rich pay their taxes. I'm pretty sure the rich have more than $600 in their bank account. Um, And I'm pretty sure a lot of people in this audience that would not consider themselves rich have at least $600 in their bank account. Every time you would deposit your paycheck, assuming that you make more than $600 a month or every two weeks, you would be reported to the IRS. And all of the activity that you do with your money and your bank account will be monitored. So 40 trade associations, some represent entire industries or economic sectors, signed a letter to the U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Kevin McCarthy raising the alarm on this plan. The letter, which includes the support of several banking coalition, calls on Congress to reject the requirement saying it violates customer privacy and would create an incredibly expensive and elaborate reporting requirement for the banks. This is one, I believe, of their objectives. This is going to hit the community bank much harder than Citibank. Citibank has the money and the resources to hit any new federal requirement, but your local bank won't have that. So it will put pressure on your local bank to be able to even afford to do it, even if they didn't want to do it. If it's law, they'll have to. While the stated goal of this vast data collection is to uncover tax dodging by the wealthy, this proposal is not remotely targeted to that purpose or that population. In addition to the significant privacy concerns, it would create tremendous liability for all affected parties by requiring the collection of financial information for nearly every American without proper explanation of how the IRS will store, protect and use this enormous trove of personal financial information. We believe that this is a program costly for all parties not fit for purpose and loaded with potential for unintended and serious negative consequences. 
It will target almost every American. <sighs> Republicans on the, the House Ways and Means Committee are scheduling a virtual roundtable Wednesday entitled The Weaponization of the IRS, Assorted History and uh, Need for Taxpayer Protections. Can the, could, could the GOP do more than a frickin' virtual roundtable? Do you really need to sit around a table and talk about this? Or can you act? Where is the GOP? So you know, if you're in a local bank and they haven't alerted you to this, you should call your local bank. If you are in a bank, uh, Citibank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, any of those big banks, I would not be doing business with them myself personally because they are benefiting from this private-public partnership with the government like nobody's business. They are also part of the ESG nightmare that is coming your way. I saw uh, FNB Community Bank. This is a bank in uh, Oklahoma. They put a consumer alert out. says, join us in telling Congress the proposed IRS bank account profiling is intrusive and indiscriminate for our customers. They explain it and then put a link there saying, here's how you contact Congress right away. You should do that and you should move your money to a bank that is doing that. You need to have your money in a local bank. It is critically important. Uh, also, Bloomberg is reporting inflation and supply shortages mean a return of empty shelves and panic buying. Please do not panic buy. Please get yourself uh, prepared for food shortages. I, in my lifetime, I have only seen empty shelves in America at big, huge winter storms when everybody freaks out and hurricanes and things like that. That's when I'll see empty store shelves. Other than that, I've never seen them in America. You're starting to see shelves now that are looking an awful lot like the shelves in the former Soviet Union. If you're my age, you remember what those looked like. They had lines for toilet paper, lines for meat. Those things are coming this way. And don't believe that it is all about coronavirus. It isn't. You are being ushered into a new normal. I talked about this on last Wednesday, Wednesday night special. This is the new normal that is coming your way. Supply lines are struggling as producers such as Vietnam, responsible for making everything from sneakers to coffee, are hurt by COVID restrictions. It's not just the COVID restrictions. It's the fact that the United States government is paying people more money than they can make for working. So people at the docks, truckers, all these people who are choosing to stay home and take money from the government instead of going to work are the ones that are really hurting us. And just so you know, if you are one of those people, I understand the temptation. I do. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. You are changing the country you're changing our work ethic you're changing absolutely everything about us please 
Go back to work. Also, Biden has now finalized the move to phase out potent greenhouse gases that are used in refrigeration and air conditioning. Headed for a new world, gang. 2022 National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, now contains a provision allowing military courts to issue orders restraining military personnel from possessing, receiving, or otherwise accessing a firearm. This is now in um, the 2022 National Defense Authorization Act. This is one reason why the Pentagon was told to root out all of the really crazy people, root out the dangerous people in our military. Really? This is to set in your mind the fact that our military has a lot of crazy people in it. Because once you believe that, it's just filled with extremists. Once you believe that, you will support their guns being taken away from them because they're a danger to us. One other thing I should point out, the approval of the U.S. Supreme Court. Two years ago, it was 58%. 58% of Americans approved of the Supreme Court. Today, that number stands at 37%. 37 percent now agree and and feel comfortable with the Supreme Court. That's a real problem to have the approval of the Supreme Court down that low. Why all of a sudden? So, you know, 20 percent say it's too conservative. 37 percent say it is uh, uh, too liberal. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Too liberal is 20%. Too conservative is 37%. And the Supreme Court approval rating overall is at 40%. That's not good. That's not good. That will allow them, again, these seeds are being planted by whom? This is allowing them to be able to change the makeup of the Supreme Court. It is coming. One other story that I'm going to leave without comment for now. FBI agents are questioning now Afghan rescue groups. I'm going to read this um, from Politico. The FBI has been reaching out to members of veterans groups working to evacuate American citizens and at-risk Afghans and inquiring about their activities, in at least one case, visiting a group leader at his home. Agents have visited, emailed, and called members of Task Force Pineapple and Task Force Dunkirk, two of the prominent organizations and other groups with a host of queries. The Bureau has asked groups about financial records to provide manifest and to make sure no federal laws are being violated. 
according to eight group members and congressional aides familiar with the moves. In one instance, agency officials showed up at the home of Scott Mann, founder of Task Force Pineapple, who has been on this program. Uh, such visit is normal for the FBI, and the group fully cooperated. Some of the people described the outreach as nothing out of the ordinary and part of the growing public-private partnership on evacuations. In my mind, the FBI was trying to be helpful, not intimidating, said a person familiar with the outreach. Others saw it differently. Anytime you get visited by the FBI or contacted by an entity like that, it is concerning, said one person affiliated with the groups who, uh, like others, spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss a sensitive topic. That's interesting. I would have said five years ago, ten years ago, of course, the FBI should be visiting all of us. Now I'm not so sure. FBI spokesperson declined to comment. After Kabul fell in mid-August, dozens of volunteer groups made up for former U.S. special operators, aid workers, intelligence officers, and congressional staffers and others with experience in Afghanistan cropped up uh, to help with the evacuation effort. Some of the members launched missions to shepherd evacuees to safety, while others coordinated meetup points at the airport from afar over WhatsApp and other messaging apps. Since the American military operation officially ended August 31st, the groups have continued their evacuation group, uh, their evacuation uh, work. The Biden administration has taken heat for the withdrawal and chaotic scenes around uh, Hamid Karzai International as desperate people tried to flee the country. Some of the groups and individuals working on evacuation efforts are wading into potentially muddy legal waters. For instance, hiring for-profit contractors for security and escort services. We're not doing that, by the way. Eric Prince, a former Navy SEAL officer and founder of a private military company, Blackwater, offered people seats on a chartered plane out of Kabul for $6,500 per person. Again, we're not doing that. The FBI initially reached out to Task Force Pineapple when it recorded a substantial increase in the amount of money in associated 501c3 nonprofit bank account. Uh, they believe the FBI was notified, not, notified when the bank filed suspicious activity reports due to the change. And kind of like the $600 thing. But other veterans groups are not doing the right thing, said the FBI. We've heard of groups that are soliciting money on false claims about their efforts. Uh, and we've heard of groups that are taking actions which undermine the legitimacy of other groups. We've heard that as well. Others said the calls were not welcome. One congressional source familiar with the call said FBI uh, officials intended to spook members. Another said the calls were designed to intimidate. One person with a, familiar with the call said the FBI doesn't want groups offering bribes or paying the Taliban to evacuate people from Afghanistan. We don't do that either, as those practices raise human trafficking concerns. Further, this congressional person said one of the groups that received a call was Glenn Beck's Nazarene Fund. Beck has brought attention to his organization's activities, praising Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan on Twitter for acting on his willingness to assist. Uh, to assist. The Nazarene Fund didn't respond to a, a request for comment. We will continue that at this time. Back in a minute. 
American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Wesley recently wrote in to talk about his experience with American Financing. He says, I was able to lock into a great rate thanks to the guidance I got from my mortgage consultant. He was so helpful, gave wise, sound advice. The process was incredibly easy, and we closed in less than a month. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Wesley, you're welcome. People like you are the reason I love working for American Financing so much. They get results. They're in it to help you, not to help the bank. They're a family-owned company. They've been around helping folks just like you for over 20 years. They take the time to get to know you, to know your goals, your budget, and then what you can do to get out of any outstanding debts and pay them off. It's a 10-minute phone call to get started. And I know that may seem like a big chunk of time to carve out of your day, but when you consider you could be saving hundreds a month, it's really not. And listen to me, the, the price of a loan is going way up, and they're going to be harder to get very soon. Please call American Financing, 800-906-2440. We need you in the fight with all of the resources you can muster. American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. By the way, coming up in um, a few minutes, uh, I'm going to be uh, sharing something um, very, very important and personal. We'll get into that in a second. 10 seconds, station ID. Let me just let me let me just uh, tell you a little bit about what I mean by that. Um, we're going to go to Australia here in a second, so I don't want to get into it and then have to stop. Um, um, years ago, uh, ten years ago, this stopped, but there was about a five-year period, and I've I don't think I've ever said it this plainly, but I would tell you that I, I didn't get these things. I'm not smart enough to predict what's coming. And I was really bad at timing. And I believe those were all from promptings. And uh, I, used to, I used to be woken up every night, either at 1 a.m. or 3 a.m., and it was almost like taking dictation. And those stopped about 10 years ago. It started again Saturday, and uh, I, I believe that I was um, prompted to share a couple of things with you, and I will do that coming up in about 40 minutes. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, if we ever stood up all at the same time, they would hear us. You stop to think about that sometimes, if we all rose up at once and just said to the left, no more. You've come this far, no more, no more. Get the poison out of our culture, don't bring it back. Imagine what we could do if we would all stand together. Well, you can take a step in that direction by making the switch today at Patriot Mobile. No more. This is the nation's only Christian mobile company started by veterans. It's on the same towers as all the major carriers, so you get the same great service although it's half the cost. Patriot Mobile has affordable, customizable plans for any family, and they donate a portion of every single bill to conservative causes. They take some of their profit and put it to conservative causes, unlike big mobile companies who are often donating to things like Planned Parenthood. 
So stand up and stand together. Do it now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Don't miss everything on Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know about you, but I've been trying to follow what's going on in Australia, and I can't get any of the news stories to match the video. Um, the... The news stories say that it was a bunch of neo-Nazis dressed as construction workers uh, and the police did no wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And that may be the story. However, the video I'm seeing, I am seeing a video of construction workers, you know, throwing bottles and everything else. But then I'm also seeing other videos where the police are just taking people off the streets and just beating them, you know, Birmingham style. It it's I don't know what the truth is. Avi Yemeni is the Australia bureau chief for the Rebel News, uh, a journalist in Australia that has been following this. Avi, welcome to the program. What the heck is happening? <laughs> I know it can sound very confusing. I think it's also confusing for Aussies that are here. But I, I, I for Rebel News, was in amongst it from the beginning and. I can tell you right now, there's no Nazis there. It was um, the media really wants you to believe that, and the unions want you to believe that. That's the narrative that makes it easy for them to avoid taking any responsibility. But essentially what happened in short is last week um, there was a mandate. There's, there's a mandate to be introduced um, for the construction industry. And uh, as you can imagine, there's a lot of union members which feel like it's their union's job to represent and fight for their rights. That's essentially the one thing they pay membership for. So they decided to go outside the union um, headquarters, the construction, the construction union headquarters, and to speak to the union boss. Now, it was, a, it was about nine hours outside that office, and the, they kept pushing off. The boss kept pushing off when he's going to come down and speak to his members until they gave an hour deadline. He'd said he was going to come down to talk to them. And suddenly um, news hits this crowd, which ended up being by that point about 2,000 members strong. Mostly 99% of them are construction workers, union labor voters, labor voters, which are like Democrats. Um, so certainly not far right Nazis, and um, uh, suddenly the news hits the crowd that the boss is actually on the radio, um, telling the audience, uh, telling the state that oh, it's just crazy far right uh, extremist anti-vaxxers outside, and he doesn't know what they want from him. So obviously that didn't go down too well with the crowd, and that's where wow. the, the violence actually started now the, the videos you're seeing the next day and the following day um was an escalation by certainly by the police and you had once uh, the rest of the members had seen that so the next day you had probably 10 times that number roaming the street 
Um, there was certainly violence on both sides. But having said that, um, you know, the, the police escalated to a point where they essentially turned their counter-terrorism um, capabilities on the civilian population, on these uh, construction workers. In short, in summary, I think the government um, overstepped it and, and picked on an industry that um, until now they haven't done an industry that would fight back and did fight back immediately and is continuing to fight back until for the previous 18 months it's been, you know, 70-year-old grandmas that mm-hmm. have been pepper spraying in the face. And now um, now it's certainly a part of the population that won't take it lying down and uh, we can see how that that is working. We're seeing, those videos you're seeing is, is just capturing those moments and so I, police are, are certainly coming in very hard to anyone. I want to show the video while we continue to have our conversation. There was some uh, video that I saw last night of some people that were uh, just pulled off the streets uh, they, they were walking down the street one side and the police uh, come from across the street and just push this guy. Another one wings him down to the ground and they just start beating on him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, this is a this is a different one. But here's oh my God. Here's police beating on this guy. Play the other, play the other clip, please. Can you play the other clip? Um, hopefully. So they're stopping anyone that obviously looks like a, a yeah. construction worker. By myself, going for a walk, trying to get back to work. So, so you're here for a lawful reason? Lawful reasons, always. The cops with the guns, just one of them looks at me, just sprints across the road, and they just drop me, all like five of them on top of me, just smashing me, for no reason. So why'd that pull you up? Oh, just just for, just be, for being here, basically, yeah. Are you within your 10Ks? Yeah, and... I live in South Melbourne. I just walked here. My watch is still going. 4.2Ks. <laughs> Stop for a second. That's the guy who was beaten uh, down to the ground. You remember talking to him, Avi? The guy with the orange hat, yeah, by any chance? Okay. Uh, of course, he's a construction worker, and that's the story we're hearing from all these construction workers, is that they're, they're being targeted because essentially the government, when that... Uh, escalated outside the headquarters. The the government shut down the entire construction industry for what they said was going to be a snap two week um, lockdown for that industry. Um, and so basically, anyone walking around looking like a construction worker was fair game for the police. And there's been zero accountability. We've seen throughout this pandemic, the police um, are, are think they are above the law at the moment. Um, with their new emergency powers. So if you look like a suspect, they will beat you and ask questions later. How are the people in Australia reacting to this? Are they buying into the Nazi thing? I think for the first 24 hours, yes. The the government, the media, the uh, union certainly um, had the narrative uh, down pat. People believed it. Um, but to be fair, um, <laughs> when people saw the Rebel News story where we actually interviewed, you know, everybody in that crowd, we were walking around just interviewing it, and it became quite clear that they were union members. And the, ne- the very next day, they changed the way they spoke about the crowd, and suddenly they were talking about, um, you know, elements that were far right and far right provocateurs. I think that that was 
uh, probably uh, their way to blame me for this, <laughs> for their issues. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, um, it, it very much was an organic um, explosion of outrage um, that they brought onto themselves and they have no one but themselves to blame. And I think uh, the, the government misjudged it. It was, it was uh, you know, they got away with it for, for 18 months in, in Melbourne. We've been in lockdown. We are the most lockdown city in the world, most lockdown with the harshest restrictions. And people have complied. But now they've taken on an industry which, you know, these are people that live paycheck to paycheck. Take away that paycheck, um, you've given them no other choice but to stand up and, and fight for it. So, so uh, what, what is coming towards uh, Australia? Uh, common sense and uh, a reversal of these things or chaos? Um, yeah, it's a it's a tough question. You know what the last uh, the last week certainly indicates chaos is coming, and uh, I'm hoping at the end of it, whether it's chaos or or it settles straight away, I'm hoping common sense is what does prevail. I saw the um, the video of the police running into the city park, firing into the backs of people. You know, rubber bullets but they were still firing rubber bullets into the backs of people as they were running away from the police. I don't think I've ever seen that. (laughs) Listen, I've been in war zones and some of the stuff I'm seeing here in Melbourne, um, I I just cannot believe my eyes. I was covering a, a, a peaceful march of those construction workers and they were literally walking, you know, probably a thousand strong walking, um, peacefully marching, you know, chanting. And out of nowhere, these armoured, you know, vehicles that you see at the front lines of a battlefield suddenly confront them and counter-terrorism police run out of the vehicle and start firing indiscriminately into the crowd and firing tear gas, throwing tear gas canisters. It's just, it's, it's incredible. And to think that... You know, all these uh, tools that they've been given over the last few years in the name of, uh, you know, counter-terrorism is now being used on the people, the people that funded it to protect themselves through their taxes. Um, it, it's scary and it makes you think all the things that they're passing now um, under the guise of public health, what is it going to be used for next? Just like they, they're using, they're misusing and abusing counter-terrorism things. It's, it's, it's an eye-opener and people need to wake up. From Rebel News in Australia, Avi Yemeni. Uh, Avi, thank you so much. Please stay in touch with us because we can't, we can't make heads or tails from it here. Anytime, mate. Thanks thank you. Me. You bet. Rebel News. You can follow Rebel News rebelnews.com.au for Australia. Okay, our sponsor this half hour is Rough Greens. If you're feeding your dog kibble food, there is something you ought to know. It's dead food. Sad but true. Dry kibble has to be shelf-stable for literally two years. So the makers have to do everything to cook everything out of it that's possibly alive. That means your dog isn't getting all the nutrients that they need for a happier, healthier life. 
you need things uh, that are alive. I mean, probiotics is one of them, and probiotics is in Rough Greens, by the way. I discovered Rough Greens a couple of years ago. wanted to give it a try with my dog, Uno. He is a finicky old German shepherd who loves, loves to torture us at dinnertime and at breakfast time. Unless you stood there the whole time, just absolutely still and watched him and didn't move, he wouldn't eat. Everything changed once we put rough greens on it, onto his food. He's been wolfing his food down ever since. His energy has been through the roof, which is not bad for an old dog. But don't take my word for it. Try it. Get a free bag of rough greens for your dog to try out just for like the first couple of times. So you have enough there to, yeah, I mean, if you have a small dog. If you have a small dog, you have enough for probably a couple of weeks, um, but you just sprinkle it on the food just to make sure that um, they will eat it. They don't want you paying for anything if your dog's not going to eat it. Once you know your dog's going to eat it, get a full bag of Rough Greens at roughgreens.com slash back <clears throat> and feed it to your dog and wait and watch the results. A couple of months into it, you won't believe the difference in your dog. At least the same with my dog and Stu's dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 833-GLEN-33. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a couple of things that uh, I want to share with you. Uh, first of all, we're going to have... Um, uh, Rudy Atala on with us. He is the guy who is is really running this operation for the Nazarene Fund uh, overseas. He's a remarkable man. Absolutely remarkable. He's been working 22 hours a day. Uh, he won't, he won't, I shouldn't, he's going to be mad if, if I would say this, but I think you should know. He won't take any money for it. He's like, this is my service. This is a mission. His his family escaped from Lebanon as persecuted Christians and uh, they got out to safety and he literally just can't sleep knowing that other people are going through what his, he and his family went through and he's working tirelessly and he really is the Oscar Schindler of our day. What he's doing for the Nazarene fund is truly remarkable. Um, he's going to be on with us. Uh, I want to get an update from him uh, on what we what we can talk about i know that uh well i'll let him talk about it we had a hairy hairy situation happen this weekend um that uh is i mean the the taliban is back the taliban is back um but we'll also have him hopefully comment on that politico story uh where the fbi is coming and meeting with everybody so my understanding the taliban was a uh, new and reformed and was actually helping people now. Um, they're they're the good guys. They're actually a, a wonderful security force, which made just one mistake uh, while while uh, doing it was sort of a large mistake. Uh, what but was the what was the one mistake that they made? In, I, I do remember them allowing um, suicide bombers uh, to. Oh, that was the yeah, mistake. Well, that was because the Taliban uh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. was providing security for yeah, for, for that. If right. you remember, you know what's uh, weird is. All of those people that were providing security at the gate, mm -hmm. um, they all like must have gone to the bathroom when that when that bomb went off because none of them were killed. Wow, that's yeah. You know, you didn't you didn't hear calls. that anywhere, did you? <laughs> you know, well, yeah, you didn't hear no, that. No, no, it's weird. No. It's weird how that just didn't make it anywhere. But uh, yeah, they were all. None of them were killed. None Very, of them fortunate. Were killed. Very, Very fortunate. fortunate. Very fortunate. Very fortunate. Especially since. 
it was an ISIS bombing, and the ISIS hates the Taliban. Oh, yeah. So there's no... I mean, they must have been really disappointed because I'm sure that's who they were targeting. And they were like, oh, shoot. Mm. No Taliban victims. Ah, maybe next time. I, I don't know how long this can go on where we pretend as if uh, the Taliban oh, is going to. We're, we're, we're in pretend city. Have you heard the latest? Democrats now are claiming that they were the ones fighting for schools to be reopened. And it was the Republicans that wanted the schools to remain closed. In, in the United States? <laughs> in the United States. At this time around. I want to be very specific. In, Just recently. Like COVID-19. Uh-huh. COVID-19. Mm-hmm. The Democrats, the were, Democrats the one opening... were the ones that were fighting to open all of the schools. Mm. And it was the Republican. We are in fairy tale city. I mean, honestly, do do. Do people believe this stuff? Is that how stupid we are? Do I don't they... know. I don't know. If I don't know either. I, I I feel you know. I feel like they do a lot of them. <laughs> you know, and I it makes I me feel want that to just too. kind of unplug the country and give up. Is yeah. what it makes me feel like doing. Yeah, don't do not that. the right choice. Not the right it, choice. It, it beats you down because like how can anyone believe that? Did we? Did anyone pay attention for the last year? Has anyone paid attention to anything for the last year? That's like. I, it's just saying I mean, up it, is down. It's not a, an inside out. Mm. Uh, that's weird. Uh, almost like you don't recognize your country. It. I mean, it wasn't a small story either. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Built Bar. Every day I wake up and I jump out of bed with a giant smile on my face. I'm just like, yes, I can. I'm going to take on the day, Dr. Laura. It's going to be great. Because I know I'm going to get here and talk about all happy things with you. And, it's gonna and then be... you sing the Laverne and Shirley song. I do. Yeah. <laughs> you do the dance. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's Glenn's that's, that's, morning. Every yeah, day. that's me. Uh, and then I realize, no, that's not me. That's a dream. My nightmare is the fat body that rolls out of bed. And I'm like, <laughs> that's why I have built bars waiting for me. Um, they're healthy. Uh, you know, sure, five of them in the morning on the way in may not be the most healthy <laughs> well, thing to do. Especially when you do them in a five-decker sandwich. They are you delicious know? that yeah. way. Or you break them up and you mix them in ice cream. That's really, <laughs> That's really good. It's really, really good. Anyway, healthybuiltbar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15% off your first order. Use promo code BEC15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Protein Bar has everything you need, everything that's healthy for you, low-cal, low-carbs, but they're great. More inflation numbers coming your way. Also, uh, in rural Texas, a hospital might have to stop delivering babies uh, uh, because of the Biden vaccine mandate. But we all are for that, right? We're all for the Biden vaccine mandate. And you know what, ladies? 
You live in Texas. That's the price you have to pay. So cross your legs and hold that baby in until we all are vaccinated. That's just the way it has to be. This is insane what's going on in our country. We'll explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So let me tell you about a little bit about Nina, who wrote in recently about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, Relief Factor got me out of pain. I can now work in my flower garden. I can walk my dog. I can run up and down stairs without any pain. I also now sleep through the night without an ice pack on my knee. Thank you. I love Relief Factor. I get to hear these stories every day. I never get tired of them. Nina, thank you so much for writing in. Being able to do the things that you love to do, that's what Relief Factor is really all about. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work for you, stop taking it. It probably won't. But 70% of the people go on to order it month after month, and I'm one of them. The Quick Start Trial Pack is $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. So I thought this was interesting. Um... In 2020, Americans' lives were disrupted as teachers refused to go to work as parents still had to go to their jobs. How would moms and dads manage to not get fired while watching their kids all day and uh, serving as de facto teachers? In some Democratic-controlled states, politicians didn't seem to care. National statistics show that whether a school district was closed for an extended period was correlated less with how severe coronavirus was than the political power of the unions. Shortly before the pandemic, Virginia state legislators expanded the power of public sector labor groups, and few states' uh, children miss out on uh, for more than months of crucial learning than Virginia's. Virginia was really, really bad. So what is this saying? It's saying that... This was all about the teachers union and how much power the union had in your state. Now, the first post-COVID elections are at hand, and Virginia has the unusual practice of holding elections for governor and the state legislature during odd number years, and early voting opens September 17th. And Democrats are now attempting to erase recent history that every parent lived. They are now claiming in Virginia, the Democrats, that they were actually fighting to open the schools. They used the phrase favored by the teachers union that they wanted schools opened safely. No, no, they didn't want the schools open. We wanted to get the schools back on track, opening safely. No, they didn't. Are we this stupid? Virginia, are you that stupid? I still want to say no, but I am not sure anymore. I'm really not sure. Is this some sort of black magic hold? I mean, you want to talk about zombies. Oh, you talk radio audiences, they're zombies. They just agree with whatever the host said. No, they don't. Believe me, I know. Talk radio audiences are really, really tough on the host. If you are inconsistent, if you don't know what you're talking about, 
audience will kill you. They will kill you. Okay? It will be over for you quickly. Do you remember when we first started doing talk radio? How tough it was? I'd come home every every night say, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. This audience is way too smart. <laughs> way too smart. And they're killing me on everything. It sucks. It yeah. sucks because usually you can just tell people things and they're not going to remember what you no. said. They, they're not going to pay attention to you. Talk radio audience, they remember everything you say. I know. They always remember. Always. They always point out all your inconsistencies. You said back in oh. March, March, I think, 17th, 1997. You said. This, you're like, what? This is why we should have done a liberal show. That's because right. Because then you could they just say care. things and they don't care at all. They don't care. You could just be like, yeah, you know yeah. what? Today we're for, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah. The, I'm sorry. The relationship between you and your doctor is really important. I think that's yeah. is that today. <laughs> or is it that those? No, government must be involved in all your your health decisions. That's what I, it it's is. One That's, of the two. Yeah, well, and we're fine with each which and everybody in the audience. Well, there's nobody in the oh, yeah, audience that, of a liberal that, talk show. That was one that's of the why reasons they, that's why, why they do don't yeah. uh, hold people's feet to the fire because no one's listening <laughs> to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that is kind of by design. They like it when nobody is listening. This is what happens if you unplug from the news. People, I hear this all the time. I'm just going to unplug, and I understand that. I really do understand that. But this is what happens. They can convince you of anything if you weren't watching. So, Virginia, were you watching? Were you there at the scene of the crime when the Democrats and the unions colluded to keep schools closed? Because that's what happened. Are they going to get away with it? Now, let's uh, let's go here, because you know what? Our hospitals are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. And the ICUs, oh my gosh, you, how are we going to even get people into ICUs because they're so full? People who are having heart attacks and cancer aren't able to go in and take care of their cancer because there's no beds available. Now, is the shortage of beds or is the shortage of nurses the problem? Hospital staffing shortages are occurring all over the U.S. as a result of the federal COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Now, maybe it's just all of the crazy people that are nurses. Is that what that is? All these anti-vax nurses that we have all over the country? Because that doesn't seem to make sense to me. You're anti-vaccine and anti-science and anti-people. You want to kill people. And you're a nurse? One of those things doesn't belong. So it's not that the hospitals are being overrun. It's that we now have a shortage of nurses. And Joe Biden came out over the weekend and said, you know what? We'll just hire foreign nurses. Oh, okay. Maybe we can get jobs for Haitians. There it is. Jobs for Haitians. I don't know if you've noticed this, Joe, uh, but a lot of our nurses are from the Philippines and from all over the world because I, I, I guess I guess we don't want to do that job anymore. Is that is that what's happening there? I guess nursing is below Americans. I'm not sure. 
But the last thing I want the president to do is say, you know what? We're going to bring in some nurses and they got some good ones from Germany. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. What do you say we stop hammering people that have a different opinion? My body, my choice, liberals, my body, my choice. Get the government out of my arm. Can we point out at least quickly here that the the twice now the Biden administration has done something that has taken a, a large increase in vaccine doses where people were going more often and completely reversed it. Oh, yeah. First of all, the Johnson and Johnson pause. Mm-hmm. This is the, the government doing this. Mm-hmm. They did it. Remember, they paused it for what, 12 days and then came back and said, yeah, no, there was no reason to pause it. So that they're there by their own admission. They didn't even put a warning on the vaccine after this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was literally the peak of vaccination in this country was that day. The day before they did the Johnson and Johnson pause. We were up at something like almost four million doses per day. And then it came down consistently right after that. It not only affected Johnson and Johnson, which has almost disappeared in use completely, but also Pfizer and Moderna. So, again, forget what you think about the vaccine. If in theory, what you're trying to do is get more people to take it. That was a that was the most uh, damaging decision in the entire run of the vaccines. Oh, that particular thing. Second most. At the time, the first most. Yeah. The, I, the Now, <laughs> it's the second most. <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends on scale, how you want to rate these. But we have just gone through, from mid-July to mid-September-ish, we went through a two-month rise in vaccination rates. Mm-hmm, Very mm-hmm, underreported. Mm-hmm. No one talked about it. Yeah, no. We doubled the amount of people who oh, received vaccines that's per day. That's crazy. Okay. Guess what happened on September 9th, 2021? Now, of, of all things, why would you have a vaccine mandate after you just spent two months doubling oh, no, the amount no, of doses no, no, no. you're you're complaining about how no one's taking the vaccine but more and more people are taking the vaccine he is now he does the vaccine mandate we have now lost about 60 percent of the gains of those two months since that day the second he came out and said vaccine mandate way less people have been taking the vaccine it's almost as if that was actually not the goal to get more people vaccinated. Oh, it's Almost. so clearly not the goal. Look at you want to save lives. You want to save lives. OK. All right. Then let's not let's not get rid of all the nurses at the hospital. And, and if <laughs> yeah, you yeah. and if yeah. you if you do do that, at least have the courage to admit it. That, by the way, the hospitals are being overrun now, not because of this dramatic increase, but because we have a shortage of nurses now. Hmm. And you're going to tell them that if, you know, and look, if a vaccine, if a, if, a, if a nurse who went through the entire pandemic working every day, like 24 hours a day, risking their lives when there was no vaccine, they we allowed them to go work that whole time. But now that we have a vaccine and they don't, some of them don't want to take it. It's a minority, but it's a significant minority and they don't want to take it. We're going to tell them, hey, yeah, it was okay for you to come out and work this entire time and risk your life for the past year. But now you can't come to work anymore. Is that fair? Yeah, you are the greatest. You're the heroes. Yeah. You're the heroes. We're clanging heroes. our metal pots. Yeah. Our pots and pans. You're the heroes. We love heroes. you. Get out. You should pay. <laughs> By the way. Insane. Um, 
to see people treated the way these Border Patrol people on horseback treated horses almost running over people, people being strapped. It's outrageous. Biden continues. I promise you those people will pay. There will be an investigation underway. No way. There will be one underway. No, that sentence doesn't work, Joe. There either is one underway or we're going to start one. But this sentence, there will be an investigation underway, doesn't work. There will be an investigation (laughs) underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. So now let's attack the few border guards that we still have working. Maybe we can get them to quit, too, or we can just fire all of them. It's almost as if they're planning chaos. It's almost as if they are agents of chaos. Gosh, who's the author of all chaos? I'm trying to think. Was it? It wasn't Tom Clancy, right? Author of all chaos. What? Who was that? It was somebody. Mm. Somebody famous. I remember. Somebody it, I really it. I've heard famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew it as a kid. Even it was mm. so famous. Anyway, I don't know who the author of all chaos is, but it's almost as if they are trying to cause chaos. All right, let me switch gears. Now that you're set for it, let me switch gears. Um, I don't know if I've ever said this on the air. Did I? Did I ever reveal that? Um, Every every morning between one and three, it was either one o'clock or three o'clock a.m. Every night uh, for about a five year period, I woke up and uh, took dictation. And uh, uh, that's where a lot of the stuff that I, you know, predicted came from. I've told you for a long time. I'm not smart enough to figure all that stuff out. That was God. That was not me. All the mistakes are me. Um, I believe in personal revelation. I believe that you can have personal revelation. So this is not something that that, you know, you can't have access to. I think it's just depending on what our jobs are and if we're willing to listen. And I think the reason why I was woken up in the middle of the night is because I was my brain was really kind of shut down and I would just listen. And uh, that stopped about 10 years ago. And uh, it started again on Saturday. And I want to tell you um, what I feel prompted to tell you. In fact, um, urgently prompted to tell you. I'll do that in 60 seconds. Stand by. Hey, so let's say the world goes crazy tomorrow. (laughs) Or was that yesterday? Are you able to survive any kind of panic that would ensue? Would you have enough food to eat? Experts say that you need at least three months of emergency food if you want to be properly prepared. I have good news for you. Right now at preparewithglenn.com, you can save $100 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Their food stays fresh for up to 25 years. It's packed with over 2,000 calories a day to keep you going through all the craziness. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, even a snack. Enough for one person for three months. Save 100 bucks right now. 
Since you save $100 per kit, get one for each member of the family. Go to preparewithglenn.com right now. The kits will be shipped fast and delivered to your door in unmarked boxes. Please don't wait. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, I believe strongly that um, we are all here for a reason and we all have our own roles to play. And um, somebody said to me once, do you read Ezekiel? And I said, yes, I do. And uh, he said, I, I feel sorry for you. I said, because of Ezekiel? You know, the prophecy, if you can see, if you're on the gates and you can see over the horizon, all the blood of those who could possibly hear the warning will be on your head and your hands if you don't warn. That is one reason why I do warn. It's a big reason why I do warn. And uh, what you do with it is your business. And uh, if you dismiss it, that's fine. You think I'm a lunatic, that's totally fine. Maybe I am. <laughs> um, but I just tell you what I believe to be true. And uh, there is going to come a time when our founding documents uh, and I, when I say that, I mean the Federalist Papers and everything, um, that they are not going to be able to be found. And you must preserve them. Now, this is something that I knew in 2008, and that's why we had Mercury One. We've done a really good job in preserving as much as we can. Um, however, uh, I don't think that's good enough anymore. You must have a copy of the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers. You need to have some of the founding documents on how it works. I would include with that the Founder's Bible by David Barton. It is the Geneva Bible that our pilgrims um, had. And speaking of that... The other thing I feel compelled to share with you is something that was shared with me about 10 years ago. And uh, I thought it was just for me, and it, uh, it's not, or maybe it's not now. Um, prepare for a time when you will not have access to scriptures. Uh, I have interpreted that as memorizing as much as you can. Um, but prepare for a time, you know, in, in China, uh, you're not allowed to have them um, in some sacred texts. In, in um, the Middle East, you can't have it. The Taliban now is checking people's iPhones, and if you have the Bible app, they execute you. Um, but I, I can't believe that we'll see this in our day, but the way we're proceeding, uh, we very well might. So 
uh, I have done my job. What you do with it is, is up to you. But please preserve American founding documents and books. Uh, preserve them. Keep them safe. And prepare for a time when you won't be able to access your scriptures. Memorize them. Study them all the time. All right, coming up in just a second, I'm going to give you an update on um, Afghanistan and some good news of what's happening because of you. Next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I think the following quote from a teacher to a student bears repeating, quote, most of your parents are dumber than you. You don't have to believe everything your parents believe because most likely you're smarter than them, end quote. That actually came out of a teacher's mouth, um, and it's terrifying. The, the schools are filling the heads of our children with revisionist history, um, and it is becoming more and more commonplace. They are training them to be revolutionaries. They are. Please, if you would like to teach your kids what made us us, there is a 35% discount now on the Tuttle Twins books. They're also giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. It's a big discount off the normal price. The Tuttle Twins, your kids and your grandkids will learn about freedom. They'll learn about uh, why we're a capitalist free market system. Well, we used to be. We're not anymore. Uh, it's fun and it's entertaining. Please, the TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. And you can go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn for your Blaze TV subscription. Get 10 bucks off with the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The, uh, the guy who is running the operations for the Nazarene Fund oversees this particular um, rescue operation over in Afghanistan, I think, is the Oscar Schindler of this moment. His, new, his name is Rudy Atala, um, and he is, um, he's working 22 hours a day, every day. I don't know how he's keeping up with everything. And every time you try to talk to him, he's got 14 different uh, crises that he's he's trying to work through. Uh, thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us, Rudy. I know you're busy. God bless. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, much appreciated. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to see if you could give us any kind of update on what is happening overseas and when what we're able to do or if there's anything uh yeah well uh we're on <clears throat> rescue operations are still ongoing um it's it, things are not moving at the same pace as before the taliban is uh, is taking control and trying on one side to show that it is a legitimate government um and then on the other side of course it continues to do all the things that uh in, you know, we know the Taliban does uh, lopping off of hands and, and hanging people, killing people, raiding people. Um, so we've, we've been operating in this environment, trying to be extremely careful. But we 
continue to uh, to find Americans. We continue to find people that need our help. And then uh, in that process, uh, we haven't stopped getting people out of the country. It's just gotten a little bit slower than before. And it's not like we're going around looking for them. There's many still in safe houses. Or can you Correct. say? We, yes, we, they're, they're scattered in, in safe houses in various regions and areas. Uh, we talk to them directly. And then uh, when we get when we get names, we're very careful at uh, taking names and getting uh, solid information. We do our own vetting process on the backside uh, of these individuals. We make sure that we, we are there tied to in the other individuals, people that we know of or have heard of. So we do our due diligence. Um, and then once we get, because the Taliban is trying to infiltrate many uh, chat groups, many, uh, you know, organizations that are trying to, uh, sim- are doing similar things. Uh, so I'm extremely careful with my guys on how and who we rescue, just making sure that uh, what we're doing is proper. And did you see the political article that came out this weekend, Rudy? I did. I did. It, yeah. it uh, was saying that the FBI is going around and if this is true, and I just don't know what to believe because of the Justice Department today, but I agree with what they say their mission is, and that is to go into all of these groups and make sure that nobody's ripping people off, that nobody's, you know, human smuggling, etc., uh, etc. Et One, 100%. And I think it's necessary to do so. Um, unfortunately, we have uh, a lot of groups and organizations that jump into these things, you know, out of the goodness of their heart, trying to do the right thing. But there are a lot of uh, steps that need to be taken. The first thing I did is when we started this uh, this whole rescue operation is I reached out to our legal team that uh, that specializes in working with the Office of Foreign Asset Control or OFAC. And I, I sat on the phone with three lawyers and I said, please advise OFAC. Um, what we're doing and how we're doing it. So we went through multiple iterations of that and we are covered by OFAC. I made sure that OFAC knew exactly what we were doing, who we were dealing with, how we were moving money. Uh, the official answer for me from our lawyers basically said that OFAC officials have indicated that they would not take, a, they, they would take a non-enforcement posture with respect to uh, anybody dealing with evacuations currently out of uh, Afghanistan, but we have to be careful where the money goes to and who it goes to. So that's another end where I work closely with our finance team to make sure that every single dollar that we move is going to an entity that's well known. It's, you know, that there's nothing nefarious going on there and everything is reported. So we are above board, but we're, we're one of the few organizations that has done that. Um, I've done this in, in Syria when we operated there. I've done this in other countries. And I'm very particular about this, this area um, and just making sure that all our T's are crossed and all our I's are dotted for every reason. I mean, the last thing we want is DOJ breathing down our throats for doing something stupid. You were, you were in charge of the Somalia evac for the government, weren't you? I, I was not the person in charge, but I did work the Somalia evacuations in 92, 93, correct, yes. And what other ones have you worked? I've worked uh, Liberia, I've worked uh, Ivory Coast, I've worked on, um, you know, on uh, Sudan. So you've, um, you've seen these yes. many times up close and personal. 
How does this one com- yeah. How does this one compare yeah. to ones that you've seen before? I, I, I would say compared compared to what I've seen, this one was an utter disaster. I mean, it's on a on a scale never seen before because normally when you do a non-combatant evacuation or a neo, it's fairly well. Um, again, organized because the delegation goes to the Department of Defense essentially to take in the right measures because you're you're basically the, the, a country goes into almost a chaotic stage or combat zone and the Department of Defense steps in and, and has very specific measures and what they do and how they do it. And they work closely with the, the State Department. In this case, everything was flipped upside down. It, it was it, it was the State Department and the driver's seat and the Department of Defense had already pulled out. It, it was backwards. And, and this is why we got into the, the, the mess that we're in today. And now we're still picking up the pieces. And I unfortunately feel like we're going to be picking up the pieces for many years to come. Um, this political article says one person familiar with the call said the FBI doesn't want groups offering bribes or paying the Taliban to evacuate people from Afghanistan as those practices raise human trafficking concerns. Further, this congressional person said one of the groups that received a call was Glenn Beck's Nazarene Fund. Beck has brought attention to his organization's activity, praising Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan on Twitter for acting on his willingness to assist. Nazarene Fund didn't respond for a comment. Um, yeah. what, are they, what are they saying here? That we're- they're, mixing two, they're mixing two things. So we never, ever, ever get into any bribes or paying anybody. Again, uh, any, every single penny that we, we spend or pay somebody, we make sure that our OFAC lawyers know and that were above board. The, the, the Imran Khan piece was very, it was necessary. When we looked regionally for people that can influence the Taliban without money, um, the only regional actor that was able to do that is Pakistan. Essentially, if you go to like, you know, you have different Gulf uh, countries and other countries that are dumping money on the Taliban, we stepped away from those countries. Mm-hmm. The only country the only country that did not offer or does not offer any bribes or money is, is, is Pakistan, and they carry a big stick. Now, a lot of people feel uncomfortable with Pakistan because of, of, its, of its past. But unfortunately, the way things have unfolded, there's no, no other real big actor in the region. The State Department and our government did not leave us any choices of, of you know, they're not helping us in any way uh, move people. So... What we did is we simply asked, um, you know, through channels, proper channels, uh, for Imran Khan to see if he can weigh in and allow the Taliban to allow our people to go. But there was no money exchanged. There was nothing. It was simply a letter-to-letter verbal, you addressed it on air, and that that was it. And they made a, a few phone calls, and certain things happened, and then we were able to get people out. And in many, in our case... You know, we've been able to get very high at risk people. We've already gotten uh, the leaders of the underground church out of Afghanistan. We've gotten. Wait, wait, wait. That's that's an that's an announcement. I knew that. Can you make that? Can you clarify what that was? This is this a big deal? Yes. I mean, there are there are leaders. There are leaders of the underground church, Christian church that were in stuck in Afghanistan. And we, uh, you know, we with 
through proper channels, we were able to get them out without them being whisked away. And, you know, uh, all the promises that the, the Taliban wanted to catch these people and burn them and their families alive publicly. Uh, thank God they're out of, out of harm's way. And, uh, you know, we worked hard to do that. But again, you had to, we had to use diplomatic channels to pull these people out. We, I mean, there are Americans we pulled out. We promised to Britain. We got Americans out. We've gotten, we've gotten at-risk women out. And um, it took a lot of effort. And there are things that we could not talk about at the time that it was happening because it was extremely sensitive. Um, everything we've done has been above board. Um, and we've never, you know, there's, there's nothing hidden. There's nothing uh, in terms of, you know, back yeah. payments or whatever. None of that happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the, I, uh, as a member of the board, I know that we have been very, very clear. Nothing, even the appearance of anything that is that is not right. We want to stay a million miles away from from any of that um, and just uh, trust in God that uh, he'll make things happen. Um, one more yeah. thing, Rudy. Yeah. I heard this yeah. weekend, and this is going to embarrass you, but it sh- it shouldn't. Um, uh, I've heard that you are unwilling to take any salary for what you're doing. Is that true? Yes, sir. It is true. That yes, is, sir. first of all, you got married, what, I think six days into it. You haven't, you've barely even seen your, literally barely even seen your wife. Uh, and you just got married. Um, and now you won't take it. It's salary. Why? Well, it's the proper thing to do. First of all, I, I'm, I'm blessed that I have a wife that's very understanding. She said, just go do what you need to do. And when the dust settles, then we'll just go out on a honeymoon. And she's been awesome and very supportive. But I, I'm not taking a salary because I feel like if I was in, in people's shoes on the other side, I would want somebody to reach out to me. And yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up as a, as, a, as a Christian in Lebanon. I was a persecuted Christian. I know what it's like to be on the other side of the fence. And for me, it's personal. I, I want to make sure that, you know, the people that we help uh, are, are people, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, you know, we're helping desperate people. I always cling to Proverbs 24, 11. You know, the Bible is very clear about helping those who are stumbling to death or, or to the slaughter. And, uh, you know, from my heart, all I want to do is, is just is, is rescue as many people as, as I can. And, you know, given the fact that you and I are tied together and your listeners are so generous. We were able to to do some great great work, and I think we still have a lot of great work to do. And and I'm I'm willing to put everything on the line for it. You're a good man, Rudy. You're a very very good man. We're blessed to have you working with us. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank but you for everything. God bless. I would ask that you would keep that man in your prayers, and if you would like to donate. We could still use your financial help. Uh, Nazarene Fund, the NazareneFund.org or MercuryOne.org. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is CarShield. I got to admit, putting together a casino heist with your buddies, getting away with millions, sounds like a lot of fun. Um, you know, but there is a better way to pay for those, uh, you know, out of warranty car repairs that have to be done. There is. I'm just saying. You could have gotten CarShield. Then you wouldn't have to worry about, yeah, but how are we going to get into the elevator to go down to the vault? All of that stuff. 
Car repairs are no joke. And if you have something like a computer chip go down on you now, good luck. You may have to rob two casinos. Wait a minute. That vault has all of the casinos, all of the money from all of Las Vegas on just the night of the fight. For a covered repair, Car Shield is the best. They'll take care of the repair with your choice of mechanic. You get roadside assistance and a rental car. It'll be a breeze and save you thousands. Car Shield, a win-win. They'll get you back on track when you're in a pinch. Get coverage today and see why Car Shield cars go further. Visit carshield.com/beck. That's carshield.com/beck. Save 10%. carshield.com/beck deductible may apply. You are listening to the Glenn Beck program. No, she's not. Yes, she is. No, she's not. Of course, AOC she is. has principles. Still. Oh, does she? She has principles. She didn't cry over spilled milk. Well, just protecting Israelis. Yeah, she so cries over she's, that. She's. It's been beautiful what she's cried over recently. I'm By just, the way, hang on just a second. Mm-hmm. May I just side yeah. note, Your Honor, approach the bench. Um, Texas is uh, taking um, a lot of its uh, money out of mutual funds that have Ben and Jerry's in it. <laughs> really? Yeah, Texas. Great state of Texas. Mm. Thank goodness. Thank you for that. Always, always <clears throat> interesting, this back and forth. I, I think the, uh, I'm just like, uh, I'm so sick of this fake drama they're trying to create of, over whether AOC is going to stop all the spending bills because of her principles. Come <laughs> on. Do we really believe that AOC, because she wants $3.5 trillion in spending and is only going to get, what, 2.7 or something, and it's all going to be done with accounting tricks anyway, she's going to stop the additional $1.2 trillion. I'm not going to give you that bipartisan $1.2 trillion because I want my $3.5 trillion. She wants all of it. If she only gets three point seven trillion instead of four point five trillion, do we really believe that she's going to stop this? I'm not forgiving them any trillion. The proper number is zero, zero. trillion. Zero. Zero trillion, zero million, zero thousand. All these bills, they have all kinds of little surprises tucked inside of them. Yeah. All of them. And that's that's in addition to the part that all of the spending is obviously problematic, but it's also creating programs that will last forever. So forever. we say $3.5 trillion, that's over the next 10 years. It just goes on in perpetuity. So there's no there's no ending to that spending. It just goes on and on. Do you really think after three or four years of universal pre-K that the Republicans are going to stand up and repeal it? Give me a break. There's zero chance that happens. Zero. The Republicans are truly worthless at this point. They really are. Yeah, once these things get in, they never stand up to do anything. They don't stand up as they're being put in, let alone after. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Let me tell you about our sponsor, The Covenant. Old Testament is foundational to the entire human family, and it is being lost, forgotten, and misunderstood. There is a group called KO Films. They want to change it by creating The Covenant, a multi-season TV series adaptation of the stories of the Old Testament. It is written by a good friend of mine and screenwriter, Andrew Claven. He is the best. Um, These are honest depictions. This is not a Hollywood thing. They keep making Hollywood keeps making biblical movies and they change them. We believe these stories are sacred. They're not our stories they are God's stories. And we will honor the Bible and the historic texts. 
in a way that elevates the Bible and brings people back to it. KO Films is producing the series through crowdfunding, which means you can help uh, and they need your help by investing in KO Films and backing the covenant. You can impact uh, this uh, this broken world. We invite you to do it right now. Uh, all you have to do is uh, just go to KO TV, C-A-Y-O-T-V dot com slash Beck. Invest now. Redistricting is happening now, and of course, the Democrats are doing everything they can to redistrict in their favor. The Republicans also have a redistricting trust uh, as the battles heat up for 2022. Luckily, one of the guys who's the co-chairman, uh, I trust, <laughs> and a, a good guy. Secretary Mike Pompeo is that man. He joins us in 60 seconds. Program. Time Magazine has laid out the potential death of the dollar in a fascinating and terrifying piece last week. China has already opened up its digital currency to foreigners, and next year, when they host the Winter Olympic Games, they expect the whole visiting world to utilize and test their new cryptocurrency. China is estimated to be about 10 years ahead of the United States, and the very nature of money could all but be dictated by those who lead the charge and how. That's according to Time magazine. Other countries are sincerely interested in finding ways to decrease their dependence on the dollar, and the U.S. is facing uh, a world in which it may not control or even lead the world's payment systems. This changes your life dramatically. Our currency is the currency that is held by the globe. They sell it and replace it with something else. Our lifestyle goes way, way down. It's coming. Please protect yourself. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. From now until Friday, you're going to receive one free one ounce silver gold line branded bar with every qualifying purchase order at goldline.com. Don't wait. Call and find out how to protect your portfolio today. Call 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE. Or go to goldline.com. Do it today. Former CIA director, a former U.S. Secretary of State, and chairman of CAV PAC, and also the co-chair of the National Republican Redistricting Trust, Mike Pompeo is with us. Mike, you really need to get a resume. Uh, <laughs> Good morning, Glenn. Great to be with you. Good to be with you, sir. Um, thank you for coming on. I want to talk to you about redistricting, but I have to ask you a question on a story that broke yesterday uh, from Michael Isakoff, so take it for what it's worth, that says that the gist of the article, you were so obsessed with Julian Assange and WikiLeaks 
that you and the president were, were looking at really aggressive methods, including kidnapping or an assassination. One scenario included a possible shootout with Russian agents who you believed were going to try to get Assange for themselves. Uh, Glenn, I've seen the piece. I knew they were writing on this thing. Uh, I'd say three things. First of all, it's it's a cop. We, we've seen uh, he was a big Russia hoax perpetrator. Yep, he was. Yeah. So so, so take take that for what it's worth. Second, uh, there are many stories out there now about how the president and I were engaged in things that were crazy. Right? There's just talk about that there was an effort to drop a nuclear weapon on China in the last week's administration. This story is of that same ilk, right? Just I, I couldn't tell you who they have as their sources, but those sources didn't know what we were doing. And then the third point, I guess, Glenn, is we were we were very worried about the fact that we had bad actors who were stealing really, really sensitive material from the United States. And I, I, I make no apologies for the fact that we and the administration were working diligently to make sure that we were able to protect this important, sensitive information from whether it was cyber actors in Russia or the Chinese military or anyone who was trying to take this information away from us, not just commercial stuff like intellectual property theft, but real national security secrets. And so we were working hard to go after those bad actors who were trying to do that. So was Assange and WikiLeaks, are they uh, are they journalists in a media outlet or a or a hostile intelligence entity? So I came to believe that they were, in fact, the, one of the first non-state hostile intelligence entities. They weren't mm. engaged in even crappy reporting like Isakov does. They were they were engaged in active active efforts to uh, steal secrets themselves and pay others to do the same in a way that violated. Uh, but the central understandings that I think the American people get. And second, violated U.S. law as well. We we were always careful. Um, I'm all about a big, bold, strong First Amendment, but these folks were acting in ways that were deeply inconsistent with that. Okay, they're redistricting now, um, and these last for ten years uh, as they draw the district lines in 2021 and 2022. They'll be in place for ten years, and that's how we elect uh, officials. Uh, and it's embarrassing the way they snake uh, through. Uh, uh, districts, quite honestly, um, you you are coordinating the national redistricting strategy for the Republicans. Tell me what you're doing and why it's so important. So, Glenn, the last time we did this now, coming on 10 years ago, the Republican Party went uh, full hibernation mode. We, we just we played victim. We screamed at the Democrats for behaving badly and then suffered the consequences of this where they drew maps that just couldn't get conservatives and Republicans to win. Sure. And so my, my, my view is enough. I want to crush them. I want to make sure we get fair maps every place we go. We, look, we've seen what happens when Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer in charge with uh, Democrat president of the White House these last eight months. We have to make sure these maps are right and fair. And I want, I want state elected officials who, in the end, get to make these decisions, Republican state elected officials, to say, no, we're going to be serious about this. This is a decade-long decision we're making. And if the Democrats threaten to sue, bring it on. We're going to make sure we have fair maps and we're going to provide the resources and intellectual firepower to help those state elected officials litigate against these Democrats. It's, it's a program on the other side run by Barack Obama and Eric Holder. Enough said. They're really the one running the show, aren't they? Isn't Barack Obama and his people really running everything now? On this redistricting effort, it's very clear. President Obama has gone out and fought for maps that if you showed them to the average American, regardless of their party, they'd say that's crazy. 
they're deeply unfair. But anyway, they don't reflect what Glenn, you and I know, right? One one person, one vote, right? They just they're just fundamentally indecent. And so, what what we can't do is complain and whine and do nothing. We have to we have to articulate our vision and then go out and fight and crush and never give an inch and fight these battles and win them and get fair maps for so that we can get conservatives elected. You know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, towards the end of their lives, uh, they were corresponding with one another. And um, they said, you know, this is going to fail. And they said, yes, the other one. Yes, but the people will see what we were trying to do. And the other one said we should have put more Leviticus in it. And apparently what they were talking, (laughs) what they were talking about was the idea of stakes that w- districts should just be blocks of, you know, 500 or a thousand people and they should just be blocks. And those blocks just keep breaking up uh, as the population gets more and more dense. That would stop all yeah. of this, wouldn't it? It, it would. I'm, I'm familiar with that debate. Uh, they went at it uh, hammer and tong for sure. They yeah. got a Senate that was represented by states and then the, you know, the deal to allow equal representation for the population in the House of Representatives. There were big fights about this. Here's what we know today. Today, not only Democrats and progressives, but even the courts have permitted these districts to be drawn in ways that are partisan and that reflect the, the worst of factions that those very founders were trying to right. bust up. We, we, we shouldn't do that. We should go back to a more traditional set of understandings. Uh, they, they create The Democrats create these commissions that have this veneer of nonpartisanship They'll put five Democrats and two Republicans on the commission. We get rolled. We just can't let that happen. Uh, we cannot let them draw districts, not just, by the way, not just at the federal level, but county commission districts, state legislative districts. These things all matter for a decade. I'm convinced, Glenn, that with fair maps, the conservative voices will be heard and we'll have good things happen so all across America. This is why we have people like Nancy Pelosi in, because the districts are so crazy that they don't represent the 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 truth they represent uh a line really that snakes around to try to capture the people they want to capture and so the districts become more and more extreme even if that district is not extreme do i have that right absolutely you absolutely have it right take a look at what's going on in california where they control the state legislature and the governorship they're going to draw out a couple of members of Congress, or at least they're contemplating it, who won in close races last year. They'll make it nearly impossible for them to continue to serve and, frankly, to reflect the values of the people that they've been tasked to represent. They'll make these liberal districts. They'll make them 55-45 uh, Democrat, and uh, they will try, as they might, to hang on to this little bit of power because, in the end, Glenn, it's all about power for the progressives. And we have to make sure that these fair maps pre- prevent that from happening for another decade. Is How much does the uh, census play a role in this? Uh, it's a big deal. It obviously drives the data set that gets used in litigation and for state legislators to make their decisions. So, you know, the fact that there were questionable outcomes from this past census uh, you, certainly concerns me. Can you go into that? Because I don't think most people paid attention. That happened when everybody was talking about the election. Well, there are two things. One, there was a big court case. Uh, Secretary Ross had filed a court case. There's a a lot of argument that says that the Constitution only intended citizens to be counted as part of the census. We were unsuccessful at that. So now you have census decisions. That is, how many members of Congress one state gets decided on how many people are there, even if they're here illegally. 
Uh, and then the second thing, uh, the, the timing of the release of the census and the contents of the census uh, were all, in the end, controlled by the Democrats. And this will, this will make it easier for Democrats, and that's why the work that we're engaged in is even so much more important. So um, what do you need from people? Anything? No, just uh, I, we need them to encourage their state elected officials, their state assemblymen, their state delegates, their state representatives, their state senators. Get a backbone. Be tough. Don't give in. Don't just say, oh, goodness, this won't happen. This won't affect me. It affects every family all across America. Make sure that we're watching what's going on in this redistrict. If they see it coming off the rails in their state to raise the flag and we will come to provide the support they need to get fair maps so they can actually make sure their vote matters. Mike, can I ask you two questions to jobs you used to have? One, uh, I don't I don't know if I trust I don't know what to trust anymore. I don't trust our Justice Department. I don't trust our intelligence community anymore. Is can you talk me off the ledge or uh, should I be on this ledge? So here's my here's my best. And I I, I'll speak for the organization I ran. I, I, I saw what happened to the FBI. It became deeply politicized. I also saw that there was risk that happening at the other intelligence organizations, including the one that I ran at CIA. I, my predecessor was a fellow named John Brennan. Mm-hmm. He, he brought real politics into how they did analysis of the data that was collected. My, my second observation is most of the folks who work at the CIA, are good people, a lot of ex-military folks, a uh, significant piece of them. Uh, these are people who are trying to do their jobs, execute on behalf of America, make sure we have good info for our decision makers. But if the political leadership is corrupted, if the people who are appointed and the people who are confirmed decide to drive politics down into whether it's uh, the Justice Department or the FBI or any intelligence agency, this is where it comes unhinged. We, we saw that at the FBI. We've seen it in the Department of Education Civil Rights Division. We've seen it. We, we, want, we want good people with sound values leading those. And it's why these elections ultimately matter, because the people presidents put around them drive into those systems and processes and people ask me because we were involved over in afghanistan people have asked me glenn is the state department why would they intentionally thwart all of these things and i answer the same way that i believe there are good people in the state department in fact i know there are because there are some people that are helping um but they're at the lower levels on the other i i can't give you an answer other than you know, if it was incompetence, occasionally things would break in America's favor. And they don't seem to. <laughs> no, uh, this is policy. These are decisions that President Biden and his senior team made in Afghanistan. And I'll pause there for a second to say bless you for the work you're doing, helping folks get out, helping Americans get out, helping those who we made promise to get out. It is critical work. Don't give up. There's Thank you. A handful of groups doing it. I, I know you know this. There's a handful of other groups doing it too. Yeah, we do. should all figure out how to work together. We are to get folks out as quickly and as capably as that. So bless yep. you and and stay in that fight. Thank you. But you've you've run into it. You've run to it. Senior State Department levels where they just need a clearance to fly, or they just need a single piece of paper, well within yep. the simple capacity of the State Department to deliver. And there is a down on from high decision not to do that. I can't explain it. I also can't articulate why they made the set of decisions they did around closing programs, pulling the military out before the civilians. These are unexplainable, and I think they they drive to a deeper misunderstanding of who we are as Americans. Hmm. 
Mike, thank you very much. Um, we'd love to have you on again. We really, I'm a big fan and I really appreciate well, everything that you've back, done. Lane. God bless you. Thank you. Mike Pompeo. Back in just a minute. When it comes to buying and selling homes, how's your experience been? If your answer is anything better than Rocky, then I commend you. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than having to deal with a mediocre real estate agent, especially one that really doesn't listen to you when you're buying a house. They got to listen to you and they don't seem to get it. Uh, when you're selling a house, somebody that can help you get your house prepared for a sale. I have been frustrated in my life of uh, of really not even knowing who a good real estate agent is, how to find them. I mean, usually just a friend will say, I had a good one. And uh, is that the best one I can find? This is the largest investment you'll ever make. Get some of the best agents out there. They're the best in your area. We have a set of criteria that we look at. How long have they been in the business? Do they have uh, do they have a system that creates a lot of demand at their website? Do they have people already circling through? Some of our real estate agents sell more in a weekend than most real estate agents in their area will sell in a whole year. They're the best of the best, in our opinion, but I want you to find out yourself. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find a real estate agent, whether you're buying a house across the street, across the state, or across the country. You're selling or buying, find the right one, a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, just real quick, I just want to congratulate Mark Levin. Uh, he just, for his book, American Marxism, just uh smashed the one million books sold <laughs> that is impossible to do now in today's book market that does not occur yeah uh, that's i mean amazing that's wow. amazing congratulations mark you deserve it uh, this i mean he works so hard on his books he does and he's brilliant and he's I really brilliant didn't know there were still a million people who read books <laughs> i wasn't or no. could read yeah uh, uh, at all yeah which is i i had lower opinions of this mm -hmm. country i guess than i should mm -hmm. that's, a, that's an amazing achievement Jeez. it is it is I, I can't tell you the last time i saw a million books sold really hard to do really hard really hard impossible to do. and one of the things because there was a time you go back decades and you could sell a million books a really successful book might do a million in, a, in the first week or the first month yeah you have to really be consistent people need to keep buying that book for week after week after week after oh, week months yeah now. Uh, to do that so that's really that's yeah. a great achievement yeah yeah i like mike pompeo by the way i, I you know, he's one of those guys, there's varying levels of, of aides that worked through the, and, and cabinet level people who worked through the Trump administration. Some I really like, some, eh, you know, are not my favorites. Mike is, just, he's a really smart guy. He's on top of it. He's a serious person. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can tell, I mean, whether you agree with him or not, he's a force to be reckoned with on, on, on this stuff. Oh, I think he's really, I think he's really good. I hope we see him again. But there's, there's certainly talk around him as a potential presidential candidate, particularly if, if Donald Trump does not decide to run again. Uh, there's a lot of people kind of in that realm that I think are, are closely enough tied to Trump that they wouldn't run against him. But why would you run? I mean, if Trump is going to run, 
honestly yeah do, would you sign up to be a part of the the gaggle going it's up? his if he wants it clearly yeah and well his his own aides have said he's 98 percent or 99 percent going to run his yeah, own, his own he's people. going to run he's going to run i think so yeah. at the very least he's not going to say he's not going to run yeah um i do not expect uh, mike pence to be the uh, vp if he does run again and that's another possibility would, for mike pompeo i think yeah yeah. Uh, so, you know, again, there's this is not Mike talking. Obviously, he was just on the show on something else. But that, your mind jumps, of course, because we we do overemphasize the importance of this back and forth politics part of it. But looking forward, I mean, how can you not with the way things are going right now? It's it's there's a there's an escapism element to look ahead at some other option other than Biden Harris. And, you know, this 2022 election is going to come pretty quickly. Hopefully there's enough there to stop what the left is trying to do in a lot of ways. Do you but know what the Republicans are for? Are you, is that no, a philosophical serious, a, question? No, it's a serious question. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they're for? If there's been, if there's ever been a time when they need to say, this is what we believe and this is what we will stand for and this is what we'll do and hold us to it, it's now. Because I, I don't know what they stand for. Right now, it's essentially just it's Donald Trump's party, right? When it comes to a presidential level, it's it's Donald Trump's party. No, 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 no. I mean for the for the The midterms. Okay, for the okay. Yeah, yeah, for the House and the Senate. Well, I think all they need to do, honestly, all they need to stand for is to. I'm not Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. That's that is essentially, and I know you always get into this, and you're correct, and that running uh, against something is not as good as running for something, and they will they will emphasize. Certainly, they will talk about the things that. Like, for example, the overreach of government through COVID. Uh, I think I think a huge part of this is going to be what the left did to keep kids out of school and all the effects that are going to echo through our society for a long time to come because of that decision. Oh, decades. Yeah. Decades. That's something they can definitely emphasize. And I think there are it's a popular position. Yeah. Now, this is why you mentioned before earlier today that they're trying to reverse this. The Democrats are trying to say they were the ones who wanted kids yeah. back in schools. In Virginia, that's actually what the Democrats are running on. That they're the ones <laughs> that wanted to open the schools. It was the Republicans that stood in the way. Unbelievable. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, the Fed hasn't moved the interest rate yet. They just announced they were going to move it next year, um, but the interest rate is already creeping up at banks. Please, if you are looking to get a mortgage for a home, or if you're looking to get uh, a refi or a consolidation loan, right now is the time to do it. Please do it right now. You could save hundreds of dollars a month, if not a thousand dollars a month. Uh, what is your mortgage rate at? Is it three percent, four percent? Please, before you do anything else, check and get on the phone with American Financing just to see if they can save you hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month. 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's American Financing.
Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Um, I saw that, who was it? Wasn't Jack Dorsey. He was one of the, one of the uh, content people uh, at uh, at Big Tech that said, "Oh, they're looking into letting Donald Trump back on. Back on. Are we gonna let him on? Well, well, well we're thinking about. It. We're taking it under advisement. Yeah, uh, might have something to do with the president's uh, tech lawsuit. He is suing all of them. Catherine or Katie Sullivan, she's general counsel at America First Policy Institute, and uh, we wanted to get her on and talk about where this is headed. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, it's so great to be on the show. I'm a big fan. Thank, oh, thank you, you, you so much. Thank you very much. That means a lot coming from you. I, I know you were in the, with the Attorney General, uh, yes. Bill Barr, under the Trump administration. So tell me, tell me what um, is happening with this, this lawsuit. Sure. So we filed a complaint, um, the first complaint announced by the president as our lead plaintiff. Uh, it included a cause of action for, uh, for, you know, for the First Amendment violations. We then amended the complaint to add uh, issues surrounding Section 230 and the potential unconstitutionality of that as applied, as well as two really interesting claims under Florida law, which is that, in essence, these uh, big tech, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook are lying to their users. So we have all of those causes of action now pending. Wait, 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 wait. How are they lying to their users? Well, they tell um, the users, so say, you know, my mother, your mother, whomever is sitting at home, believing that they're on some kind of free open discord uh, platform where they're getting all kinds of unfiltered ideas. And yet they are most clearly and in a most biased way filtering the information that people are getting on their sites. Uh-huh. Um, so that that is the biggest, uh, I would say, lie there is. What makes it even worse and contrary to Florida law is the fact that they the information that they choose to allow um, to be public is all in collusion with government officials. Yes. And it's what government officials and, and really the Democrats want. So that's the big lie, Glenn, in, in our opinion. Well, I, I tell you, they, you're exactly right with that. You can see just by all the people that are going in and out of the Democratic White House, you know, every, every four years um, that are going to big tech. But, you know, the other thing is, is they destroy businesses and reputations they every time they mark any of my any of my tweets or any of my posts with uh you know possible false information or whatever and they have been wrong over and over and over again but every time they do that they create the impression that i am faulty uh, that i provide faulty information and i have no problem if it's true but most times it's not true Correct. And they're deciding. It's the 1984 um, Ministry of Truth from uh, George Orwell, 1984. It is truly the Ministry of Truth. This is what they are doing. They're deciding, they're gaslighting America, 
and deciding what it, they will label as truth and not truth. When we know that there are two, I mean, this country, Glenn, is built on the idea that we have open discord, mm-hmm. different ideas, and freedom of speech. And so you're right. And they took the sitting president of the United States and continually labeled his tweets and his other posts um, as misinformation. This is right before the 2020 election. What is the user at home supposed to be thinking? What kind of damage does that do uh, uh, to his presidential race? I mean, it is it's exactly as you say, but it's not just him. It's everyday censored American over 94,000 have uh, provided their stories on takeonbigtech.com and told us there's, I mean, they're heart wrenching these stories and the people's lives that have been ruined, ruined, just ruined, just ruined. Uh, So they, they filed, I think it was what, two weeks ago, a motion to transfer the venue, which would take it out of Florida and bring it to big tech, California. Did that go through or not? So it's really kind of interesting because we do have three judges as each case is so factually specific. It's not really appropriate to consolidate um, for multiple reasons that would probably bore your listeners. Uh, However, so right now we have motions to change a transfer venue filed in front of three different judges in all three cases. And our responses were filed in YouTube and Twitter last week. And so we sh- were expecting decisions there. And our Facebook response is due on Friday. We may have a chance to reply. So we'll see what the Florida judges have to say. I, I just don't. First of all, Jack Dorsey, hasn't he shut down all of his offices and everyone's working remotely? <laughs> and so I don't know how you can say that you have some forum in Northern California when, you know, you've decided to be completely remote. It's, there's all kinds of reasons why their motion to change venue just doesn't work anymore. It is in their terms of service and that's what they're going to rely on. Um, but we do have arguments against that. So, um, how, how, real do you think this is how afraid do you think they are i mean if if this if this strategy works i mean this is up there with the abrahamic accords as a legacy for trump yeah it's so of course i you know we are the litigating attorneys in this case are brilliant john cole leading the pack uh just have a team of litigating attorneys who are incredible I really believe in this case and all four causes of action. They haven't been very public. Of course, MSNBC and CNN dismissed it as ridiculous. But here's what's interesting. There, um, we had an intern from America First Policy Institute who took a business class. And on her very first day, they brought this case up as something that was being taught. She's actually over in Scotland. A uh, Twitter, a Twitter lawyer is giving an hour long speech on a panel for continuing legal education and a great big, huge conference here in Virginia. If you represent the plaintiff in any lawsuit against big tech, you had to, you weren't allowed to go to the conference. So there's little indications like that, uh, Glenn, that I think shows that they're a little more concerned about this than maybe CNN and MSNBC are reporting. Mm. And the ramifications, what happens if you win? 
Well, if we went, the first thing is, is our motion for preliminary injunction, since President Trump has such a unique set of circumstances and what we believe is a government exception, the president, uh, if the president is reinstated pursuant to our injunction, then that's a real sign that they're concerned. Um, And I think at that point, we start to look at, you know, what this class action can be. There's some other really interesting cases around the country, and I just want to take a second and remind everyone that Section 230 was designed to uh, uh, provide, you know, grow the Internet, have this be a burgeoning business. But they're supposed to be watching exploitation and, you know, for children and sex trafficking. And there are cases across this country, um, including one, uh, which is uh, with a Sports Illustrated model, and it, which is very strong, and her copyright has been uh, completely infringed upon knowingly by Twitter and Pornhub. And they're not shutting that down at all. Twitter is the way that many people are trafficked on a regular basis. Twitter and yet, is? What they, yes. Oh, yes, sir. There's two separate cases pending currently, one in Texas and one in California, for people who were trafficked direct. And I've spoken to victims who were trafficked through Twitter. So I will just say that that, I think, is also an interesting angle for these companies that is not part of what we're doing, but is part of pressure that's being put upon them, which is you're not even doing what Section 230 allows you to do, which is to take down content to prevent sex trafficking and, and you know, ch- child exploitation. You're not accomplishing that. However, look what you're doing to the President of the United States and other good people like you, Glenn Beck. Hmm. Um, Katie, that's nice of you to say. May I ask a, may I ask a question? Uh, because you, you did work for... Um, uh, Attorney General William Barr, and I've really mm-hmm. lost my, I've I've lost my trust of the Justice Department, and I was really I was rooting for uh, for for uh, Bill Barr, and and the Durham report, and it it just never came out. Do you have any insight on that? What 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 happened? What was going on? The only insight that I do have is, and it's funny because I really love. President Trump and respect him and blew up my life and left the judgeship in order to come here to Washington, D.C. and work for him. Mm. So I am very loyal to him. I also worked very, very closely with Bill Barr and and love him very much as well. Um, One of the best parts about working for General Barr is that, you know, there weren't leaks. There was you know, you stayed in your lane. Mm -hmm. And so anything, and even though I traveled with him quite frequently, we, you know, I speak to him occasionally now. I I, I really, he's a fantastic guy. I don't have any insider knowledge (laughs) because he is someone who was totally professional and buttoned up and you just didn't talk out of school. And that's not how he ran the department. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Katie, thank you so much, and uh, let us know how we can uh, how we can help. Are you still taking stories? Yes, takeondigtech.com. Any of your listeners who have been censored in any way, please come tell us your story. We'll reach out. We're featuring videos of people um, about three or four times a week. 
take on big tech.com. It would be great if, if you guys can share and, and our hearts go out to each and every one of you. It's all very personal to everyone. And, and we do care. So thank you. And thank you for everything you do. Glenn Beck. You bet. Thank you. Katie Sullivan, okay. uh, general counsel, American first policy Institute, take on big tech.com. Have you ever received a phone call, a text, or an email from somebody posing as an IRS agent, a police officer, power company, Apple, demanding that you pay them using gift cards or give you information? If so, you've been targeted for a scam. The real IRS doesn't scam you with gift cards. They just point a gun at you and make you hand over your money. I know it sucks. But it's more efficient that way. Anyway, it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. And every day we put our information on risk at risk on the Internet. And LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. Not all of them. Nobody can. But if something goes wrong, they send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you do become a victim. That's where the rubber meets the road with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BACK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK for 25% off now. LifeLock.com, promo code BACK. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. If you missed a second of today's show, you, you want to go back and listen to it. Today was a really good show. And it's rare for us. They're usually, you know. We're on the uh, one a month plan. Yeah. You know, one good yeah. show a month. Yeah. That's all we really strive for. And so really, this has been it. So check yeah. in again well, in October. Sept- yeah, it's late September. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's going to be October next week. So. Yeah. so it might happen the first day of October. You don't know. But you we'll don't want to miss know. it. We'll let you know. Now, every once in a while, like the third of the month, we have a really yeah. good show and everyone can just tune out for yeah. the rest of the month. You'll be like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not working out for me. Yeah. We had the good show. We're, we've put in our quota. Enough. That's enough. By the way, are you watching? Uh, are you watching um, anything on Apple TV? No, I have a subscription to it, but I don't know that I've. Okay, turned you it should on probably cancel it or use it. I want to say they gave it to me free somehow. I, I, <laughs> you like, want to say I, that? I don't know if I. You bought... can check that. You know, <laughs> I don't want to check. Yeah, I know. You don't want to check your subscriptions. No, you. By don't. By the way, if Blaze TV's on there, uh, that's supposed to be like that. So don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's one of those things where like I have. 10,000 different streaming services mm-hmm. at this point. I don't know what's on any of them. I tell you, Apple is really good and good. The Morning Show. Have you watched The Morning Show? Is that the Steve Carell, Jennifer yeah. Aniston? My gosh, is that good. I watched the first couple episodes. It was pretty, pretty oh, interesting. It's riveting. It's riveting. It's behind gotta, the scenes of a morning show, kind of in the Matt Lauer type of vibe. We lived this. Really? Everyone in it, you're like, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. I know that person. Sort of all based on news. Figures yeah. So it's it's uh it's different for me to watch it, but Tanya just loves it. Uh, I mean, it's really well done. Really well done. The thing about Apple is they are doing very high quality. Well, they have pretty much every A list celebrity from the last fifteen yeah, years in the show. Do. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and they have. Uh, I mean, a lot they, of money. They just did uh, Foundation, which I think is fantastic. That's good. Just fantastic. Um, uh, that just came out. Uh, Ted Lasso, hysterical. 
the last thing I would watch is a a show about a sport <laughs> that I really kind of hate yeah, in really a different to, country. Could have stopped that after sport. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it got worse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Based on a Saturday Night Live bit or an NBC commercial, I think that's what it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's it's so good. I think the one that came out Friday, the one that came out last Friday was the worst episode I've ever seen, possibly of any episode <laughs> I've ever seen of any show. <laughs> really? This one, I think, what's his name? Uh, Sadukas? Sadekas. Uh, Sadekas. Yeah. I think he's going to, I think he'll win an Emmy based on last week's show. Really? I mean, that tremendous. Goes. Tremendous. See, I'm in the tough position where tonight, uh, as a resident of Dallas-Fort Worth, I have to watch the Cowboys-Eagles game, um, which is always tumultuous no matter what. But living in Dallas as an Eagles fan, I will likely not survive till tomorrow. I have tickets. Um, oh, you really? go? Well, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, of course I want to go. Yeah, you're, well, you're good luck. There? No, I'm not my tickets. I'm not giving you my tickets. But I was just saying, I have tickets. You should get some. And go. I, I I do hate you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program.